Welcome to Full Scope, a weekly medical podcast designed to teach, inspire, and encourage listeners to question everything they know. I'm your host, Bill Brandenburg. Have you ever noticed that everyone around you is crazy? Perhaps you've even noticed that you yourself are crazy. I really believe that the reality is that all of us have crazy inside all of us. And if we're able to come to terms with that and accept that, it can make us much healthier, better humans. In this two-part podcast, we're going to review personality disorders, which are diagnosable uh, conditions in the DSM-5, as well as defense mechanisms, which are used by our unconscious minds to protect our own selves from anxiety-provoking impulses, thoughts, and ideas that we really can't safely come to terms with, and so we have to manifest them via defense mechanisms. I thought right now was a particularly good time to talk about how crazy we all are because the world is literally going insane right now. We're dealing with a global pandemic that's killed approximately half a million people. It's likely that the death tolls are actually much higher due to underreporting in a lot of countries. We're dealing with, uh, at least in the United States, the militarization of uh, police and uh, the National Guard against its own citizens. We have protests and riots because of uh, mistreatment of minorities by both police as well as the government and uh, several unfortunate killings which have happened recently in high-profile news stories. On top of this, the media is just constantly using shock and awe tactics to uh, draw our attention in and um, keep us watching and keep us kind of crazy. And so I really think taking a step back, looking at both personality disorders as well as defense mechanisms is probably a really appropriate thing to do at this time. And, And with some really appropriate good introspection, it will not only help us take care of our patients, but also help take better care of ourselves and our loved ones. Personality is defined psychologically as a set of long-lasting behavioral and mental traits that distinguish us from one another as individual people. But remember, we are not living in isolation. Nobody is in true isolation. We are part of an environment. And that environment consists of other people, society as a whole, uh, the natural world, which kind of houses the whole thing. And, uh, you know, our personalities are really not only just intrinsic to ourselves, but intrinsic with how we relate to that outside environment. People that have a good fit with society and are able to interact well with others are generally considered to have a a good personality. By the same token, people that are, are sort of a bad fit for society and unable to interact well with others, we consider having a bad personality. The DSM, or Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, is a publication from the American Psychiatric Association which provides guidelines and instructions as well as just general lists of psychological diagnoses um, which we can make for our patients. 
There's actually been five rounds of the DSM, starting in 1952, actually, with the first one, and the most recent being the DSM-5, published in 2013. These manuals can be somewhat controversial. In fact, prior to the DSM-4, it seems like they were much more based on expert opinion and were a lot more controversial. I think now they've kind of reeled in and, and are more based in evidence and studies, and I think people are more broadly accept them, uh, at least in these last two editions. On top of that, there's, there's many other diagnostic psychiatric manuals from other countries. The World Health Organization has their own set of diagnoses and uh, lists of problems and then instructions for how to actually make those diagnoses. But for the purpose of this article, I'm going to kind of use the DSM-5, but, but kind of branch off as well. But the uh, DSM-5 actually lists 10 discrete personality disorders, which are subdivided into three categories, odd, dramatic, and anxious. Now, I must say that more often than not, it seems, people tend to have a mix of these personality disorders, meaning they might have traits or characteristics or express manifestations of kind of several different or a mix of different ones of these personality disorders. Now, there are some people that classically fit them, but I would say that those classic fits are, are the exception in my experience and not necessarily the rule. As a physician making diagnoses, I would say that it's not always so important to be able to pin someone down and say the exact personality type that they have. While it's definitely cool and can be a really uh, you know, nice way to explain someone's behavior, say in a chart or a note, I think even just picking up on the fact that somebody is really using a lot of immature defense mechanisms or they have a lot of these pers personality disorder traits and listing personality disorder unspecified and just describing what you notice can be really helpful. I find that Doctors can be really hesitant to put this stuff on the chart, and sometimes I think it's because they feel like they don't know exactly what to say or what to put down. But like I said, even just putting down personality disorder, describing what you notice can be so helpful to that next provider who then has to see the patient and uh, you know figure out later if they don't have the information in front of them that something's you know wrong or different with this person and then they uh, you know kind of have to make adjustments later as opposed to knowing right up front and being able to kind of direct their uh, their care um, as indicated. Okay, let's get into the first group of personality disorders. These are nicknamed the odd people. The personality disorders are paranoid, schizoid, and schizotypal. I find that these three disorders are almost on what I refer to as a schizophrenia spectrum. These people are not far enough along that spectrum to be diagnosed with full-on schizophrenia, according to the DSM-5. However, they have a lot of traits that are going to remind you of schizophrenia if you're familiar. The first disorder is paranoid personality disorder. Now, these people can be summed up in one word, and that is mistrust. They do not trust anyone and often anything. They're 
usually quite paranoid. Um, a common example is an intimate partner just always uh, convinced that the other partner is cheating on them, even when there's no evidence at all for it. These individuals uh, with paranoid personality disorder often have um, conspiratorial explanations for things. They tend to uh, have have weird thoughts, and um, you know, obviously, that goes along with the mistrust. Uh, they tend to hold grudges and tend to take feedback very, very poorly. As you might have guessed, this is a typical or a, a very debilitating personality disorder, and it can be very difficult for people to function in society. Now, uh, a point. Um, this cannot be the result of a drug or a substance. So somebody who say every time they use marijuana becomes very paranoid uh, does not have paranoid personality disorder. They just shouldn't smoke marijuana because it makes them paranoid. Um, as opposed to someone who is like that all the time in several different situations um, throughout uh, long time periods throughout their life. A good example of someone with paranoid personality disorder is Adolf Hitler. Uh, he was obsessed throughout his entire career, even before people were trying to assassinate him. He was uh, convinced people were and would often, you know, kill people with with just a small, small suspicion. Um, so think about that kind of paranoia when you think about a paranoid personality disorder individual. The next odd personality disorder is known as schizoid. The way I think about a schizoid is a hermit. These people want to be alone. They do not enjoy close relationships. They prefer solidarity. Usually they're pretty emotionally flat and they tend to be indifferent to either praise or criticism. Uh, to some people they can seem almost like uh, individuals on autism with autism spectrum disorders, but uh, they're kind of... Um, different in that they are able to recognize reality maybe a little more so than someone uh, with autism. Um, as you might suspect, these are kind of rare individuals to come in contact with. They're not typically people who present to healthcare, and so we don't necessarily see them. Uh, a, a character that is um, kind of typical of a schizoid is Dexter Morgan from the uh, Dexter series. Not, not the killing part, but just kind of his personality in that show. The final odd personality disorder is schizotypal personality disorder. This is can be a pretty uh, severe uh, mental health issue. Most people do classify this as kind of an attenuated or less severe version of schizophrenia. Uh, these people struggle profoundly with interpersonal relationships. Uh, they're generally described as odd. Um, they're the ones who have the magical thinking often believing in paranormal or supernatural phenomenon. Uh, they tend to have ideas of reference. This means that they believe their life or the, sorry, the events in their life are somehow connected and often, often represent a greater, usually negative meaning. Another thing they have is what are called bodily illusions, thinking that part or all of their body is not really theirs or doesn't really exist. Um, they really struggle to fit in uh, for those reasons. Uh, they also tend to be disorganized and just, um, like I said, struggle with personal relationships a lot. On the flip side, uh, I can't really think about these guys without thinking about Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Star Wars. 
there's got to be a little schizotypal in all of us that kind of enjoys that magical fun stuff. I know I certainly love that stuff. You'll see a lot of Star Wars and other quotes like that from me. Uh, I think about all the wizards and stuff like that when I think about schizotypal. Okay, let's move away from the odd people and let's cover the dramatic people. This group consists of antisocial, borderline, histrionic, and narcissistic personality disorders. When I think about antisocial personality disorder, I think about the Joker from Batman. Antisocial personality disorder is explained uh, best as just a complete disregard for the rights of others. These people generally have poor moral values and of no sense of conscience. Uh, it's very common for them to be involved in crime and demonstrate aggressive behavior towards others. As children, these are people who tend to get involved in fights. They have conflicts with their parents. They demonstrate cruelty toward animals, and they tend to do poorly in school. Uh, later in life, they struggle in the workplace. They, like we said, have abusive relationships, and they get involved in crime. Uh, it's estimated that um, only about or less than 5% of people suffer from antisocial personality disorder um, in the general population. Some studies, uh, these are old studies, but some studies have shown incarcerated individuals have rates of antisocial personality disorder as high as 80%. Um, many people believe that that people far along the spectrum of antisocial personality disorder are not able to be helped. Uh, I am not sure if that's true or not. I think we should, like we do with everyone else, do do the best we can. What I can say for certain is that being incarcerated in prison around all those individuals sounds terrifying. I think we need to have a lot of compassion for our prisoners because that is an environment that uh, just doesn't seem like it would really uh, rehabilitate people. The next personality disorder is called borderline personality disorder. And these individuals are essentially terrified of being abandoned. Uh, they have a very poor self-image. They're generally very impulsive, their emotions are uncontrolled, and they often exhibit self-damaging behavior. In general, they've got a much higher suicidal rate than the general population. People with borderline do uh, something called splitting, uh, where they take something as all good or all bad. Uh, these are the people who come and see you and say, oh my gosh, you're the best doctor I've ever had. The doctor I had before was just awful. They were horrible. And when I hear those types of things, it's terrifying to me. Um, these are people who latch on, and then eventually they feel let down in some way, even if it's just perceived, even if they're not really let down, and they just perceive that they've been let down, they then explode emotionally. 
One of my favorite um, psychiatry mentors, Dr. Stout, who uh, is involved in addiction psychiatry in Colorado, she described these people to me as walking around with an umbilical with their umbilical cord still attached and trying to stick it on to different people, you know, uh, like trying to attach to them and kind of not ever have really grown up. And I thought that was kind of a powerful, uh, a powerful vision to to put towards a borderline personality person. Uh, I see a lot of these people in medical practice. They tend to show up. Uh, a classic example, who probably few people are familiar with, is uh, the character char- is the character Norma Bates from Psycho. The next and most dramatic of the dramatic personality disorders is histrionic personality dis- personality disorder. These people need to be the center of attention at all times. They're dramatic, seductive, and will exaggerate their behaviors and appearance in the hopes of drawing our attention. Uh, to me, it sounds like just about every major media outlet these days. Um, histrionic people make themselves known, so we tend to see them, and women are, are disproportionately affected by this personality disorder. The final dramatic personality disorder is narcissistic personality disorder. And when I think about this, I think about Maui from Disney's Moana singing the song, You're Welcome. Uh, I don't know if you can say that a demigod is narcissistic, because they truly maybe are better. But uh, listen to that song, and I think you'll encapsulate a narcissist uh, in just one great song. But typically, these individuals believe that they are the greatest, smartest, and most beautiful people around. Sometimes they truly believe that's true. Other times that uh, outward expression is actually buried under a deep uh, a deep feeling of inferiority. Um, and so they kind of, I, I think you see both groups. But either way, you're going to see people that are exhibiting grandiosity, um, feelings of unlimited power, intelligence, beauty, and um, and love toward themselves. These people can often lack empathy. Uh, they can, or they typically will exploit relationships for their own benefit. Uh, many personality disorders tend to uh, be very debilitating, and as such, people cannot be very successful in the in the human world. Narcissistic personality disorder is kind of an exception. We see a lot of uh, presidents, politicians, business leaders, professional athletes, and celebrities that have this, uh, or at least traits, of, of narcissism. Uh, I have to sadly admit that I think I even have some of those traits. Um, I will say, as, as an aside, that it's important for all of us to realize when we have these traits because it helps us to kind of put them in check and, and be more realistic about things. And what I can say to people who are in positions of power uh, that you know may be tormenting those underneath them is that you should really think about your actions all the time and 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 realize when you're taking out your feelings of inadequacy about yourself on those that are working underneath you moving on to the final group of personality disorders the anxious people these are the avoidant dependent and obsessive compulsive personality disorders. The first one is avoidant personality disorder and these individuals 
are different from those with schizoid, the hermits we described earlier, in that they really strongly desire to have intimate relationships with others. However, because they are so afraid and anxious of being rejected, they avoid social situations, intimate relationships, and even occupations with interpersonal uh, contact. They are preoccupied with rejection and they tend to feel like they are in some way inept or lacking and so uh, basically avoid other people. Uh, being rejected as a child by parents or peer groups is strongly uh, related to this disorder. However, such an event does not have to happen for someone to develop avoidant personality disorder. I will say that uh, a lot of us fall somewhere um, on this spectrum. You know, a lot of us have this kind of trait where we're just afraid to put ourselves out there. And in general, I would just say, you know, friend that person on Facebook. Walk up to that person in your class and say, hi, life is so much better when you reach out. And if somebody rejects you, that's oftentimes a problem with them and not you. But uh, the more friends you can make and the more contacts you can have, often the better you are. So put yourself out there and, and don't be afraid of rejection. Uh, it's not that bad even when you do get rejected. The next anxious personality disorder is dependent personality disorder. If you've ever seen Arrested Development, this is a TV show, Buster from that show is a great example. Uh, these people depend on others to take care of them and make decisions for them. They require constant reassurance and have terrible difficulty initiating their own projects and activities uh, without someone else to kind of assume responsibility and push them along. Uh, without the people that they're dependent on, they typically feel helpless and alone and will often go to great lengths to preserve that relationship, often with um, extreme uh, personal discomfort to do so. The final anxious personality disorder and the final one in general, I guess, is obsessive-compulsive personality disorder. The characteristics of this disorder are orderliness, perfectionism, and control. In fact, it is an obsession with orderliness, perfectionism, and control. Uh, these people simply must control their environment as well as the people within it. As a result, they're often very inflexible and do not like unpredictable events. Uh, they can often be very tight with money, and this need to control both the environment and the people around them often leads to profound disharmony with other people and comes at the expense of, of taking care of jobs and tasks well. I will say that like narcissistic personality disorder, people with obsessive compulsive personality disorder often find themselves in position of power and um, tend to be very hard to work with. While obsessive compulsive personality disorder does have some overlap with obsessive compulsive disorder, these two entities are, are thought to be uh, distinct from each other. Okay, those are the 10 currently listed personality disorders in the DSM-5. Please remember that these are not static as society does change. 
we will see personality disorders change as well. As many of us are aware, medicine has a dark past that uh, can be kind of embarrassing to bring up. I think it's important though to realize where we came from um, because it helps us judge how far we've come and, and how far we still have to go. But uh, in 1952 when the first DSM came out, one of the personality disorders listed was homosexuality. Uh, I think this really reflects the sentiment at the time. But here in 2020, I must say I, I find this absolutely disgusting and embarrassing and like so many other things makes me embarrassed to be part of medicine but you know what people need medicine medical care and as long as we keep getting better uh, we just have to keep moving forward okay those are personality disorders um, like we've said one of the common traits among people with personality disorders is the use of immature defense mechanisms. And remember, defense mechanisms are our body's uh, unconscious response to anxiety-provoking stimuli. Uh, in the next part of this two-part series, we are going to discuss coping or defense mechanisms in great detail. So please join us, and thanks again for listening. And remember, if you want to better yourself, think about what personality disorder traits you have and think about what you can do to be a better person and interact better with those around you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Full Scope Podcast. You can find a lecture summary, key points, and any references on our website, fullscope.org. Additionally, this is the official podcast of Wonder Medicine PLLC, a for-profit medical clinic located in Boise, Idaho. As Carly and I own the clinic and draw revenue from it, we thought we should uh, d disclose it as a conflict of interest. Disclaimer alert! It's a trap! The Full Scope podcast was designed and created for educational purposes only. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or provide clinical knowledge specific to the care of any actual patient or population of patients. If you are in need of medical advice or treatment, contact a physician. The views and opinions portrayed on full scope are Dr. Brandenburg's. They do not represent the views or opinions of Wander Medicine Clinic, any of the academic institutions mentioned on the full scope podcast or website, or any of the hospitals which Dr. Brandenburg has or currently works at.